1: I'm Sophie Scott.
2: And I'm James Gill.
1: Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone.
2: We'll be chatting with our favourite people.
1: Sharing uplifting news stories.
2: And delivering tips and tricks.
1: To bring balance to your lives.
2: Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Our guest today, the the wonderfully talented Wurusha Opia, uh, the star of a show that's receiving quite deservedly rave reviews, I May Destroy You, in which she stars alongside uh Michaela Cole in this chat we we discuss is she beats me too one of my questions was is Michaela Cole a a, a genius genius is that a word that gets bandied around you know a player can a footballer can score a goal from 20 yards and they they suddenly a, a genius you know or is genius strictly for the likes of mozart or isaac newton and, and well spoiler we come to the conclusion that yeah Michaela probably is a genius i, I i've heard uh, the term Uh, One description of the term was someone who makes, I'm not saying this is the Webster's dictionary definition, but someone who makes something that is incredibly difficult look incredibly straightforward. I guess uh, Michaela's body of work suggests that uh, she's a very, very special talent. If you haven't yet seen the show, if you're looking for a box set, I May Destroy You, it's already started, so get it on iPlayer, get it on Sky, however you uh, catch up on your telly. It's an incredible show. It's not one of these shows where, uh, I'll you, just give it four seasons, then then you're really hooked. This will get you from uh, from season one. Uh, it's a drama, typically of Michaela. There, it has comic chops. Warusche, whatever that special comedic gift is, uh, she absolutely has it. Uh, this is an interview that took place uh, a couple of weeks ago. If you if you're wondering why we don't talk about uh, some of the things that have been in the news of late. That is why um, we, one thing I did do was, sorry, totally unrelated, but while I think on, I brought up the uh, the Jack Whitehall, you probably know Wierouche best from Bad Education, the Jack Whitehall sitcom, which I thought was conservatively a decade ago. It wasn't, it was, say, like four years ago. <laughs> uh, so there's a big blush from me early doors on this one uh but no what what a what a treat to to speak to someone who uh who I think is a very special talent this is very much the begin and I should be going for 10 years but uh I would I would get uh, educated guess that this show will prove a real launch pad uh hope you enjoy what an absolute delight uh a wonderful talent uh Wurushi opia hey how are you
0: hello
2: brilliant right i'm gonna i'll pin you if that's all right
0: that's fine
2: i'm trying to make out what poster that is on the wall
0: um (laughs) a short film that i did
2: very cool
0: (laughs) to remind myself that i am quite good at my job
2: (laughs) that's good i feel i feel bad now that i've got i've got like the a team on my wall
0: What motivates you whatever motivates
2: you oh my god <laughs> i think mentally i still wish i was seven years old and the 18 was still on television
0: seven do i know what the, i do know what the 18, team a-team,
2: the a-team are, i think it, I, I mean I, i'll be honest with you i'm showing my age here it was uh the eight this is not how i intended this chat to start i'll be honest <laughs>
0: okay um,
2: the 18. <laughs> it was this huge it was such a huge show uh and it, it was like it was it was i think it was like the number one show like 85 86 and then i re-watched it recently thinking it was going to be amazing and it's oh it's aged that. so badly well because actually this takes us nicely into uh your career and i'm not just saying this but um tell me you know older people say things like oh such and such was better in my day or this was better in my day but the one thing where Demonstrably, that is not true. Is is TV? I mean, this is a this is a golden age of television, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
2: How, well, how does it feel to be um, given the things that you've appeared in to be absolutely at the vanguard of this golden age?
0: Um, it's exciting, I think. Um, I mean, I love the fact that there's so much content out there. There's always something to discover, always something to watch, something to get into, something to get stuck in. And I like that aspect of it, but then also sometimes it becomes a bit much. (laughs) Sure. As much as it's great that you have so many options, I literally am always adding things to my list to watch, and I feel like I never have enough time to watch everything. But I love that there is so much content out there, so many options. And it caters, there's so much television that caters to all kinds of people. So I think it's great in that sense that everyone's got something that's good.
2: <laughs> I, I once interviewed Patricia Arquette a few, well, it'd been a few months ago now, and she made the point that, the, to, to sort of echo what you're saying there, the yeah. great thing about there being so much TVs, it means that there's, there's more work available for more different types of people. And so back in the day... When the eighteen A- was on t- and I, again, I I wasn't intending to reference the A- eighteen. <laughs> but back in the day, obviously there were only so many channels and there are only so many roles available. Whereas yeah. now, you know, Patricia Arquette is now in her fifties and, and he's probably having the best time of her career. So I mean that from that point of view, it's good that there is um there's more than one different type of role available.
0: A hundred percent. And I think it also allows people to do other things now I'm aware Patricia Arquette's also directing now as well I mean if there wasn't more shows or more things she wouldn't have that opportunity to branch out and try another aspect of the industry so I think that is also great because we're like we're allowed to do what we do whatever we want you know you're allowed to try whatever you want and I think that definitely adds to that so it's great
2: have you been able to work during, now? and this sounds like a ridiculous question, but because more and more lockdown shows are getting made, have you been able to work during the lockdown?
0: Um, not acting wise, no. I've recorded an audiobook from home. That's been great.
2: Now, you're talking to one of the great audiobook book fans. Uh, you're already a hero. What, oh, thank you. Which, which, which audio book did you uh, narrate?
0: Um, it's called The Infinite by, oh, what's her name? It's actually a really interesting book. It's written in, it's written by a lady uh, through the eyes of a 12-year-old autistic girl who time travels. Incredible. And it's so interesting. Um, what's her name? Let me get it off. It was actually really interesting because the way she wrote it as well, the way it's written is in um, the first person as well. So it kind of gives an insight into possibly how a child or somebody with autism would speak or what, how they think. And sure. it, was, it was it was very interesting. Very interesting. How, of how, did
2: you, how did you do it? Did you do... Because a friend of mine does voiceover and they literally have to put a duvet over their head as they're doing it, that sort of thing.
0: I had to buy a kit. So I've got... Um, this massive microphone head thing that I put on the mic. Oh and my then gosh! We've also, got a shield thing that goes around, and then, yeah, I didn't have to put the thing around, but I've got a mount, <laughs> put the shield around, put this on, then I have also a pop shield that goes in front as well. I mean, it's a lot, but I love the fact that I can do that from home. So I'm willing to do whatever it takes to do it, and it was an investment, really. So. Well, a lot
2: of our a lot of our listeners will are obviously going to know you from this new show, which is all you know, which is set to be huge, not just over here, but you know, around the globe. But a lot yes. of our listeners will know you from, and I, and I do know from previous interviews. I know this gets brought up but people probably would be amazed that it's the same person from, from Bad Education. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, I mean, it's it's a testament to you because obviously a lot of people will do a role when they're younger, and it's hard to sustain a career, but the fact that not only have you sustained a career, but to go from strength to strength, um, I hope you don't mind me bringing that up because, you know, uh, it, it was such, a, it was such a, a beloved show and such a, a hit show as well, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and it was a lot of fun to film as well. I think, I mean, I can't remember how many years though now,
2: it was about five years ago, I think. It is. is it only five?
0: Yeah, so it's not that long ago. Well, I, I, the way
2: I phrase that, you'd have thought it was 27 years ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because you're in school uniform. So oh, sorry.
2: <laughs> if you can cast your mind all the way back <laughs> to, to five years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a lot has happened in the last five years so um i've got yeah.
2: even more red <laughs> yeah i mean to be fair a lot ha- i mean a lot has happened in the last five days hasn't it
0: yep the last five months it's been
2: whew, a lot so be- just before this chat i was what i was just watching what's happened not just in america but over here with with people getting arrested on lockdown and it's I'm not easily, sh- I mean, I must be easily shocked, but I-, I thought I wasn't easily shocked. But some of the stuff that's going on right now is, is it's heartbreaking, isn't it?
0: That's the word to you, heartbreaking. I mean, it's been a tough few days, um for me myself, because it's just a lot going on. And it's just a shame that, you know, we're dealing with a virus that is basically nature attacking human beings. And then we have... Human beings attacking human beings, which is like this is not there's never the time, but especially not now. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean, so it's 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 a, it's a tough one, it's definitely a tough one.
2: I, now, you, really, what, what have you done these past few weeks to uh for your own uh and I don't ask this frivolously for your own you know, for your own sanity, your own well being, what, what have you done to uh to to manage that? Because it it has been really tough for a a lot of people, hasn't
0: it? I mean, I've tried to manage my social media consumption. That's, uh, (laughs) I mean, as great as it is, most of the time I get a lot of news and information from it, but it becomes overwhelming sometimes. Um, I pray quite a lot. I'm a Christian, so my faith has been incredible as always, but more especially in this time. So um, that's kind of helped me, give me a peace and kept me at ease as much as possible in these anxious
2: times. <laughs> well, I, I, I speak as someone who, who's from a, a very strong, uh, I, always get, I always get emotional when I talk about uh, my Christian, but I could feel myself like tearing up at the thought of it. But um, I, that is something that I wanted to, to talk to you about, actually. Now, for do you not feel, and maybe I'm just making this up, but do you not feel that the way the world is going, I sense that more people are returning to religion in, in recent months.
0: I'm praying so, because I definitely know that um, I I know how what benefit I get from my faith. I know how it helps me deal with day-to-day life, and it's the best thing and the best help. And I want other people to have access to this as well. So I'm hoping that in these times where nobody has control over anything, we people find that there is solace, there is some um, peace and there there is help and if they, you know, believe they can access that.
2: So yeah. Do you do you not think um do you not think that your that your faith gives you more, more positivity you're a, you're you feel happier for it more content more self-aware perhaps
0: a hundred percent yeah i mean you can sit there and be like <laughs> your mind goes wild but then you pick up the bible and then there's a scripture trust in the lord and lean not on your own understanding and it's like okay i'm gonna trust that god's got everything in control and I'm going to give myself some rest and it works every time. So, um, yeah, I love it. It's my, it's honestly my only coping mechanism.
2: Cause it, it, it was almost, it was almost, I'm going to do finger quotes. It was almost fashionable, maybe 10, 15 years ago to be atheist or to be against religion. And I really do feel that that has, that has really gone away this past, uh, two or three years. I mean, that and that, Less hate is obviously only a good thing, but the, but the fact that that sort of uh, that that trend, whatever it was, seems to have gone away, and that is a that's a that that is a good thing, though, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm happy for as long as everyone's as long as people are happier, and as long as they're feeling more at ease and they're doing better. I mean, I know every people have their different ways of coping and whatnot. I mean, and if your faith, Christianity can help you. And I just want it to, I just want people to be better and feel better. So that's what I'm glad I've got and I want other people to experience.
2: Uh, A a good friend of mine is a, a, he's he's blind, he's a comedian called Chris McCausland and we, we get on very well. We talk with each other a lot and I'm always, Glass half, not just glass half full. once interviewed Will, <laughs> one Will. I am, and he said, "I'm not glass half full, glass half empty. I'm just grateful to have a glass in the first place." Oh. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Yes, totally." Wow. And so, so I'm, I'm one of those guys, and he's, he's a bit more like eel to my tigger And
0: uh,
2: <laughs> when we were, we were in a conversation, and very man, he's never, he, he's never seen what I look like. And halfway through the conversation, he, the reason why I smirked when I said to you about being positive. Is because uh, halfway through he stopped talking and he went, "Oh, hang on a minute, you're religious, aren't you?" And so he'd like he'd picked up just from my oh. natural positivity. But I, I do that's one thing that I'm so grateful for yeah. uh, that it, that that is something that it gives you. And I guess in these trying weeks, days, uh, it, it, it is something to turn to, isn't it?
0: Hundred percent. I'm. I. I can. Cont- I'm a testament of that because I mean, everyone's been going through it. It's been up and down, um, and that has been the best, like the saving grace for me. It's been what's kept me every single day. So I'm for it. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. Um. So, so a question I often ask, and I'm always wrong, and I'm going to do it again. I always, <laughs> I always assume that a certain role proves a springboard to something and every time i ask the question the the actor will always say no <laughs> so that their point is always no i've be, i been going for years and it was just a natural progression it might appear to you that that was a springboard but i can tell you that that's nonsense is that is that the case with bad, with bad education that wasn't just, that wasn't necessarily the springboard it was more your body of work that was paying off
0: it was a springboard
2: no, I am saying, would you say it was a springboard or was it more the fact that it was just your general work ethic that was that was paying off rather than that one role in ball education?
0: No, you're correct. It oh really? Was, I think oh, it Oh, it's the
2: first time ever. Sweet Jesus.
0: I think I I know I know that there was a from that role, it was like my career then went further. Sure. It, it was the biggest role I'd had. Yeah. To that date, and it was so widespread. Um, so it was, um, it definitely was a spring award. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get the natural progression, but I also know that in this industry, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I did Top Boy in 2012, which had yeah. been one of the biggest jobs I had done. It already won all the awards and everything. But before... I had done that, I think I had gone like ten months without work.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: So
0: you can never tell what's gonna happen. And that's why I you know, I understand the natural progression of things, but you never, never, never know what's gonna happen. So even after Top Boy I had like four or five months before I then got probably about six months before I got bad education. And I've I've had the spurts of months, six months with no work. Uh, no acting work so I understand that but definitely Bad Education I think was the, a springboard to more things being seen and yeah and I think it's because of the scale of the show it, it was and is still a big show um so yeah you're right
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm pinching myself I'll be honest with you
0: yeah.
2: um and J- uh, Jack Whitehall obviously I know he's successful but he I was gonna say he doesn't get the credit he deserves and I sort of I do sort of feel like he's such a he's such a powerhouse isn't he
0: Yes he is. he's extremely funny and he's got quite an incredible work ethic I will say that because he's a young man um he's younger than, he's younger than me um but he's got he's managed to do well um,
2: he looks much older he he, he won't mind me saying that <laughs>
0: I was shocked when I found out. I was like, ha uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Cross-checking <laughs> um, on other websites, that can't be right. That's good.
0: I was shocked out of my mind, but that <laughs> he's, uh, he's definitely a hard worker and he's had some amazing opportunities, which has led on to other opportunities. And I hope he keeps going. He's um he's brilliant, he's a national treasure.
2: He's bloody good. <laughs> he's bloody good. I run, I run this comedy night in South London, and he, he plays there quite a bit. And when he once did a full tour show, like an, an hour without pausing, and I was just stood at the side watching him thinking, this guy's extraordinary. You know, it's uh, he, he's, he's so good. Um, and then, well, another comedy institution that you've been in is uh, – I've read another interview that you don't even – by the way, you're wrong because you said that you don't consider yourself funny. So take that, take that as a compliment <laughs> when you clearly are –
0: I, I don't know. And I'm the least funny person in my family. Seriously? Yeah, my siblings are hilarious. I'm the one who's the butt of the jokes. So... I've always grown up thinking, yeah, yeah, you're not that funny. But then, I mean, I came into the world and everyone thinks I am, so I'm a to milk it.
2: <laughs> I think if enough people tell you something, then it has to be true. If, if life has taught me anything.
0: I believe it now. I mean, I walk around like, yeah, I'm funny. I don't care what you do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but what's the difference there with the siblings? Because I think that's quite a common thing. Quite a few funny people say that they're siblings are, are funnier was the difference was that you just pursued the career in performing therefore you got the chance to ha- have the outlet
0: I think so I mean I've always kind of I've always acted like from childhood I used to make my siblings do little plays for me with my parents incredible would <laughs> through primary school yeah secondary school university so it's something that I've always enjoyed it always been I felt like that was what I was best at so um trying my hand at it was the was a no brainer. But I do think that, you know, being bef- allowed being allowed and having the the privilege to perform, I guess definitely has harnessed that. Because I don't know if my siblings could actually go on a stage in front of hundreds of people. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, take who- their material enough before? <laughs>
2: Who were your, who were your uh, performing heroes growing up then? You know, the, the guys where you watched them and were going, God, I'd love I'd love a slice of that someday.
0: I watched a lot of American stuff growing up. Um, Angela Bassett was one of my... Oh, my
2: God. Friends. Mate. What, why is Angela Bassett not, like, top five movie stars of all time? I think she's... Uh, as soon as she comes on the screen, I, I can just put my popcorn down because I know I'm in safe hands
0: Focusing, yeah, she was definitely. I think I remember watching her in um, "What's Love Got to Do with It." Oh my god! I still can't get over that performance. I remember, I remember this one scene where she was meditating after something crazy had happened. I think um, she'd been, her character had been hurt, hit by the guy playing Ike. um, Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne, yeah. Yeah, and she was meditating, and it was just such an incredible scene. And I haven't watched it since I was a child, but I still remember that so vividly. And I actually thought she was Tina Turner for most of my life until I realised that Tina Turner's a different person. <laughs> I,
2: I think I think Bassett in that film. And that's one of the... I don't say it's likely. And that's one of the greatest performances I've ever seen I in really my life. Said. She's just, 100%. the career you know, so I'm, again, I'm nearly tearing up at the memory, but the charisma just, it comes through the screen, doesn't it? She's just absolutely extraordinary.
0: She's so, incredible. I mean, I, I would have wished she would have won an award for that. How
2: did, like, how did she not win the Oscar that year? Who won it that year?
0: No idea.
2: I think, <laughs> I, look, I, think I looked that up quite recently because that's the sort of thing that I'll get upset about every now and then. Um, <laughs> But he, I think he was nominated as well, didn't he? And he, he didn't win
0: either.
2: Oh, oh, hang on a minute! I, I, I shouldn't do this mid-interview. But I, I won't. I won't be able to concentrate. I know
0: that as well.
2: What's love got? Oh, it, the, the film's coming up. That's not going to help either of us. Hang <laughs> on. This is. Can you imagine this? In that you can imagine this in the middle of Jimmy Fallon as he got his phone out and went, "Hang on, Angela, I'm just going gonna...
0: <laughs> to." Real quick, I'm gonna. She's
2: you. never 61 years old. He is. She is. Oh, she's of course she's married to Courtney B Vance, one of the absolute greats. Actually. He's, I mean, he's charismatic as well. Who, who else apart from uh, M- Ms. Bassett?
0: Um, who else can I think of? Whoopi Goldberg. I really enjoyed watching her. I think oh, she may have been a comedy influence on me as well. Yeah. She definitely, she definitely is comedy influenced. I liked her performances. Um, I remember her most specifically in Ghost with a.
2: Uh, she won the Oscar for that.
0: Huh?
2: She won. She won the Oscar for that. She did, she did yeah. great.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. She was brilliant in that.
2: Um, I, I, I'm so honestly, I'm so happy to meet someone who cares so passionately about the Oscars just as much as I do. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's every well, maybe not every actor, but it's definitely been a dream of mine to uh, win one. So, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so it's. Um...
2: I'll let you. I'll let you into a secret. I've. I mean, I am not. I am not an actor. If I'm in the kitchen on my own, putting the mugs away from the from the dishwasher, there's been the time where I've, if no one's looking, and I would just like to thank.
0: <laughs> I do that often. I've got my. Yeah. Mentally written in my head, (laughs) (laughs) it's all good.
2: (laughs) It's I don't know, you. I'll be be in the middle of it, and then I'll have to snap out of it and remember that. Oh, no, I'm in in South London, I'm not not the the Kodak arena, wherever it is. It's
0: It's, I don't know, I like it. I think it's encouraging, you know, to know that you want something like that, and yeah. It's great
2: (laughs) how um i I cannot wait to ask this question but again i wasn't preparing to, to ask this millions of people have lost weight with personalized
0: plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds
2: salads generally for most people are the easy button right How do you play the acceptance win? Is it is it joyful? Is it emotional? Is it Cuba Gooding punching the air? What, what's the uh, what, what's the energy?
0: It's emotional.
2: Yeah,
0: a hundred percent emotional. I mean, if I was to win, I don't know if I'd be able to get my words out. If I'm honest, I would probably be a blubbering mess. Nice. Um,
2: Good touch. Yeah. Would we'll, we'll play well in the room.
0: Yeah. I, I would just hope I wouldn't make a complete because I'm not a pretty crier either. <laughs> <laughs> it <might end> up. <laughs> I'm conscious of it in my mind. I'm like, I have to find a way to cry pretty by that time.
2: <laughs> you win an Oscar for your uh, for your speech.
0: <laughs> I mean, that'd be great. Can you imagine that? <laughs> there's uh,
2: there's there is one Oscar speech that even to this day I still put on. if I you know if I'm If I need to be uplifted, and it's the Matthew McConaughey speech. I don't know if you've ever ever heard that one.
0: When was it?
2: He won it for Dallas Buyers Club. And uh, he talks about his hero being him in 10 years' time or 7 years' time. It's very good.
0: It. I remember, but I don't remember
2: it. I'll tell you what, after this, get that on YouTube. I will. Oh.
0: I'm going to watch my favourite ones
2: now. <laughs> as, as somebody who cries when it, when somebody opens a bottle of lemonade, the uh, the McConaughey one gets me every time.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Um Well, I, I'll tell you what, I th- I, I've got visions in the future. I'll be sat at home and I'll be watching you receive that Oscar. I, I won't even bat an eyelid. I'll, ju- I'll just say...
0: I will say amen to
2: that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be. I'll probably be putting the mugs away at the at the time. Like, well, I'm glad it was you. If it wasn't to be me, you know. One of
0: us. One of us. It's a win, Either
2: way. It's a mutual. So funny. Um, well, then, and then also uh, inside number nine. I mean, that's that's such a, a beloved show. Um, I mean. What, what are those guys like? Because I mean, uh, that show has sort of quietly become, again, a, an institution, hasn't it?
0: It is. I mean, I hadn't heard of it, but when I did do my research, I was like, this is a hit. Like, how do I not know about it? I guess because I don't watch TV much anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah. But- I didn't then realise that there was such a cult following. And when I'd mentioned to people inside Number Nine, they'd be like, oh my God, I love that show. And I was like, okay. Um, read the script and I found it hilarious, but so dark at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And then I met Reese and... I
2: remember... Oh, Reese is me. Yeah, but...
0: Steve Pemberton. Steve, yes. I met Steve and Reece and they had the most incredible working relationship. It was like they were one person.
2: Honestly? And,
0: oh, yeah, they've got the best working relationship. Anything they do together, I would be for it. Because they're like... I mean, they're basically best friends, I would think, because sure. they have you know, such, you know, such work. And they just... It's effortless with them. Um, it was brilliant being in that episode was just i think yeah mostly the three of us because my scenes i wasn't in the scenes with any of the other characters, so it was lovely learning from them and just seeing how they worked and yeah it was it was it was very it was very comfortable yeah it just it, it just came there was no stress or anything at all so no
2: um i mean with this with this new show obviously given that Given the pedigree, given who's involved, given the talent behind it, given it's on HBO as well, I mean, uh, this—am I right in thinking this is this is the this is the role of the career so far?
0: It's a role right of what? Sorry.
2: Would you say this is the role of the career? So I know you're just getting started, but this is probably the biggest so far.
0: Yes, it is. I mean, um, I haven't been. What? No, I haven't been on BBC One yet. Inside Number Nine was BBC Two. Uh, BBC One had always been a goal, so we got that's that. a big one. Yeah, and happen- and then having it on HBO at the same time is perfect. So um, I'm glad, and I-, I like that it's the kind of project it is because I think it's definitely going to be a game changer in so many ch- in so many ways. Um, so I'm, I think it's going to be a part of history, and to be part of that in itself, I am very happy to be a part of it. And, yeah, it hopefully will be a game-changer. <laughs> I,
2: mean, I mean, when you say part of history, not just because of the... the you know, not just because of the calibre, not just because of the people involved, but, I mean, one of the things that really jumps out is uh, it's how it's shot. I mean, you can't even... I'm not. am not just saying this. There, there, there are, most movies don't even look like look look that good. You know what I mean? That the the visual, the, the kinetic style that this film has is just that. Is, this show has. Sorry, it's just one of the things that really makes it it pop. When, when you were making it, were you I guess you were aware that this was going to be something special.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could actually you could see it, and the way everything works. So how it comes all together and looks brilliant on screen was equally how everything came together behind the screen. I mean, Incredible. everyone worked brilliantly together. It was six months of filming, and so we all became a family. Um, everyone, you know, we knew how each other worked, and everyone knew. Everything just like, was like a puzzle. Everything just kind wow. of stuck together, and it translates completely on screen. And, yeah, so that's that's definitely amazing.
2: And I'm glad, yeah, 100%. Now, can you you please... uh, The thing about this show as well is, obviously, the subject matter is very serious. The things that it's saying are very powerful. But at the same time, there are... are, Yeah, I suppose with any great drama, you'd say the same about The Sopranos. It's a serious show, yet there are moments of... of, And again, a lot of it's thanks to you. There's a real lightness of touch as well. I mean, it's... um, the, the comedy pops as well, but while at the same time, it really has something to say, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, Michaela's done a wonderful job in writing this in the sense where she's managed to balance it, where it's not just... <clears throat> excuse me. It's just not just focused on trauma. It's focused on... It shows the trauma. It shows it and, you know, gives it the graft it needs, but also the other parts of it. And I think it shows a reflection of reality in the sense that, you know, in within the times where there's like deep, you know, deep things happening, there are moments, you know? And, um, I think it's wonderful the way she's been able to balance the both of them. Um, you know, the comedy and the seriousness of it. And I think it's, it's, it's life, man. You've got to take the both of it. And she's done a brilliant job at putting that down on the paper and, you know, harnessing that vision to life. So, yeah, it's
2: brilliant. I mean, well, you know, we've talked about a couple of creative heavyweights already in terms of, uh, you know, having that, that brain of, uh, I read something David Badil said about original thoughts and the importance of original thoughts. And uh, she's absolutely got that, hasn't she?
0: 100%. I don't know how her mind works. I'm intrigued. I would like to open it or go into it. <laughs> And see how it works, because I don't know how one human being came up with something so incredibly, um, I don't even know what word to use. Effective? And it's just like, every she ticks so many boxes, not in a um, ticky boxy way. No, absolutely. Addressing everything while making a, a narrative multiple narratives as well at the same time, but all leading somewhere at the same time. I'm like, who does this?
2: Is she doing that on her own?
0: She's written it by herself.
2: See, that just, that absolutely blows my mind. You know, because we live in an age of, uh, and especially, you know, given that it's going to be on HBO where there is this this idea of the, the writer's room with, you know, 15 people working on the same thing. And the fact that, I mean, that's like Mozart level, isn't
0: it? You Yes, know? genius, genius level. I mean, have I, I said that to her? I don't think I've said it to her face. <laughs> but I do think she is a genius, one of the geniuses of our time. To be able to come up with that, no writer's room, she just, just, just comes out with it.
2: That, that was going to be one of my. That was going to be one of my questions. Is she? In is other words, geni- the word genius is, is often you know someone scores a goal at football, they're a genius, but they're, they're, they're probably not. You know, but with but, I, I, you know, I absolutely mean that sincerely. Given her body of work, given this new show, given she's one, she's one person. <laughs> you, do you think so, she might be a genius?
0: I think so. She also um, co directed. Uh, executive. Oh my god. TV. Um. Yeah. So she's 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 done. She's done a lot, and it's incredible. She's achieved so much in her in her relatively young years. It's incredible and inspiring. Mm. And,
2: and a ba- and a bafta in the locker as well.
0: Yeah, she's got. I think she's got two baftas. Two baftas. Yeah,
2: we could have one each, couldn't we? <laughs> Come on, mate!
0: Oh man, she's incredible, man.
2: How um, how did this particular uh, gig come about? Was it was it an, an audition, or was there, was there something else?
0: It was a regular audition. Um, I had two auditions, and then the third one, I met with Michaela. And um, when we met, it was I walked into the room, and there was almost like an immediate kind of chemistry. And um, so I did the scene with her. And I think who else was, it? we had Julie Harkin, who's a cast and director, a brilliant lady. Um, and Sam Miller was also in the room, who's the character. Um, actually, I don't know if there was like, one of the producers in there. But I just remember, I remember Sam, I remember, and they were just watching us the whole time and the scene had ended and we were just like, still like engaged <laughs> somehow. Problem. But it was incredible because when I left, I was like, what was that? And it felt like I'd been on the best date ever where you just have an immediate chemistry with someone. And a few months later, I got the call. I got the job. So it was um, regular. Uh, Where
2: where were you when when you got the call?
0: I was in the States on set. Uh, I was doing a pilot for a TV show. And I remember we were doing. I was doing a screen test when my phone started ringing, and then actually I was waiting for to go on, and then I spoke to my agent, and she called me, and she was like, "They just offered you that," and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> that was incredible, incredible, incredible. Yeah.
2: What? Um, I've got a couple of friends of mine that do. They do. They go out for pilot season, and I love to pick their brains. There's like called. I don't know if you ever, ever cross paths with the guy called Brett Goldstein. He's done a couple of pilot. He's in a movie called Super Bob. So he's, he's done a couple of things in pilot season. It sounds like pandemonium. What what is it like?
0: I've never done pilot season because I heard about them before. I I've never gone out there and I, I it's I I'd had no desire to because right I've been that with horror stories. And I said, oh my God, I, I don't have the, <laughs> I don't have the ability. <laughs> it's not, it's not for me. And then, uh, but the way that was, that was back then where there were loads of auditions, but now with the introduction of self-tapes, it's not that necessary to be out there. Um, I did not know
2: that. Right. That's good.
0: That's so what pilot season is for somebody who doesn't live or is not going to the U S it's just as busy. So pilot season last year and this year i believe i was doing about six four to six tapes a week
2: yeah
0: so there are quite so that's for about a month so probably about yeah maybe that might be an exaggeration but it's it's a lot you're getting scripts all the time so rather than being in the room and going to all these auditions you're getting the tapes and having the advantage I find it advantage I like self-tapes to do it in your own time your own pace your own comfort zone with somebody you um, are feel comfortable with and you give a good performance so that's how I've done my pilot season and it was from a tape like that that I got the role on the pilot so that was that was nice <laughs> because I've
2: heard things like uh, you know you're like a pilot and you get told Oh, this, this is a full series, and so you, you're you're you you know, you're probably mentally giving that Emmy speech, you know, what, you know, which part of Hollywood? Should, where should I live? I think I live, <laughs> I live next door to Angela Bassett, and then yeah. and then of course you get the phone call. No, it's not being picked up. It's, know, it's all just it's
0: terrifying. Um, definitely terrifying because I, I did the pilot for, for that, obviously, and there were obviously there's no guarantees that it's going to be picked up. Sure. Um. And then I got this. So it was like, ooh, what are we going to do? Because <laughs> um, both roles would have been quite, you know, would have been great. But um, I think I've shot, after shooting my bit of the pilot pilot stopped filming on the Friday and my flight was booked for Saturday to head back home. And the reading was on Monday for this so I was like, yeah, I'm just oh. going to go home and just do that. And, yeah, the show did get picked up, though, which was great for everybody else. Um, but I chose to do this. And fantastic decision.
2: I think it's safe to say, I mean, I have no idea what the show is. However, uh, it's safe to say you made the right call. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was a brilliant show. I mean, I was sad to not be able to do it 100%, especially because I'd spent some time with all the cast and I, I loved the script and what the show was about. But um, yeah, I think for my for my career, this was definitely the right move to make and I'm glad I did. Now,
2: now at the risk of sounding like your um, life coach here, <laughs> obviously this, you know, it, I'm not the first person to say this to you, this this show will open all manner of, of doors is, is there a uh, is there se- not secret is, is there a, a, a role or a type of role or a, a, a movie that you uh, meant you mentally covet whether that's, uh, that's I interviewed uh, Taraj P Henson and she said "I want to be a baddie in a in a marvel movie which I couldn't believe had never happened you know <laughs> But is there, is there any you
0: know that sort of thing? I would love, especially to be a villain um, in any kind of film, to be honest. But I do want to play a villain. Why? Because I you don't see many female villains, and I think they're more interesting to watch. Sure.
2: Because
0: as a woman, sometimes people tend to think that women are more sympathetic, or you know, it wouldn't be as ruthless whatever the villain would do, but I would love to see, I'd love to play a female villain. Um, Another film that I really love is a film called Precious.
2: My God, mate, you're bringing out some absolute hammers here.
0: That, when people say, what would your dream role be? Precious. Sure. I don't know how to explain it more than that, but that film is one of my favorite films of all time, and I think Sidibe did a beautiful job. I mean, the drama—oh my goodness! Those are the kind of roles that I—I I covet. Like I'm, I enjoy comedy, but I really want to do drama like that kind of drama.
2: D- I mean, that, for, for, when that film came out, it was as if. It was as if she'd, again, reached out of the... Because it was such a hit at the, at the cinema. It was like she'd reached out of the big screen and just ripped all of our
0: collective
2: souls out. I mean, it, the, the impact that film had was so profound, wasn't it? It
0: was in awe. I, I, I remember I was in tears the whole time. There were so many scenes that I, I couldn't get over. I mean, and they were so beautiful as well at the same time. I remember the scene where she stole the chicken and she was running away with it. I don't know why I found that so beautiful. Yeah. And then, you know, when she's at home with her mum and then in the classroom, there were just... There were so many, so many moments, but that film is my favourite. I actually can't say it's one of my favourite films.
2: I think if you were a villain, it would be such... And I say this as a compliment, it would be such a twist in the film... I would, I would, I would it, let's see if you were, I imagine you being a goodie all the way through and me going, yeah, <laughs> I totally believe this. And then like the final third, you'd be like, yeah, guess what? I'd be like,
0: no! <laughs> that would be sick. I would love that. <laughs> I would, love that. I would uh, absolutely love that. Oh, I said, did I say her name wrong? Cid, that's her last name, Cid, but I think. Her Gabrielle? Name was, yes. You know, i remember i remember i say i say sedive because i couldn't pronounce her last name for ages and now her <laughs> but i think she's brilliant yeah
2: such a talent. now before be, before you go on I, I'm, I'm so grateful that you've been so generous with your time a question that i often forget to ask is i know we've sort of covered it already but is there anything else that you that you do for for balance that we might not know what, what you do for balance
0: um I watch a lot of TV shows that don't require much thinking. <laughs> I watch a lot of reality TV. It helps me um, relax for some weird reason. Um,
2: but there's something in that, isn't there? Because it's,
0: it's, it's escapism, isn't it? It is, 100%, and I'm, I'm for that. So I, I, watch, I do watch quite a lot of reality TV. Um, what else do
2: I do? I read... Which is your favourite reality TV show?
0: Right now, 90 Day Fiancé.
2: <laughs> that sounds brutal.
0: so good. I'm literally screaming at the
2: TV watching it.
0: I have, like, I can't miss it. It's just brilliant. And I'm good. I just, oh, every week I'm like, yes, it's time. <laughs> it's I'm, brilliant. I'm, brilliant TV. <laughs> I must-
2: I must say one thing lockdown has done is given me greater respect for people who appeared on Big Brother. Because if someone got evicted from Big Brother and they'd come across badly, I'd be at home going, oh, you're clearly not a nice person. And then having been in lockdown for this long, I I feel like I need to handwrite a letter of apology to all of them.
0: Every single one of them. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry I judged you.
2: (laughs) Sorry I shouted at the television sorry i shouted yeah whatever when uh when emma was chatting with you
0: I'm sorry i said get over it yeah no. yeah it's, it's it's crazy it's so crazy but yeah it's definitely that uh
2: it's been, it's been I, know, I know it's been over the computer but it's been so lovely to meet you and chat with you and um
0: yeah, it an absolute pleasure
2: uh, I wish you, uh, you know what, sometimes I say to someone, good luck, but uh, you, you you absolutely do not need it, my friend. Um,
0: oh, thank you. That means a lot. Thank you so
2: much. Uh, well, well, well done with everything. And, you know, the, as you say, this show is going to have such a, uh, such a wonderful impact. So good. I, I bet you must feel a bit like, you know, you're on uh, the old cartoons where like Wiley Coyote would have his fingers in his ears waiting for the the bomb. <laughs> I bet you feel a bit like that, don't you, with this show?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I think a lot of questions, a lot of times, especially with the press, people have asked, oh, how do you, are you prepared? Or I'm like, do you guys know something I don't? As <laughs> hey, like, if you're undering doing chin-ups,
2: I'm ready for it now. Like,
0: what do you want me to do? What, how am I supposed to be prepared? <laughs> help me. For what? And then just how people are going to react to it? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to say to you. So um, I'm excited. Uh, I hope the show does what it's out to do, which for me is to start conversations, um, engage in conversations um, more than anything, because there's so much to take away from it. So um, yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm
2: hopeful. I was going to say because yeah, I think I'm the same as you. I, I I rely sometimes a bit too much on social media. To so, you know, I'm oh god, what next? But I mean, I, I think on this one, you're going to have to. In the best, again as a compliment, you're gonna to have to turn the notifications off your phone, aren't you? Because your phone will melt.
0: Oh, I don't have notifications. Don't no, you? me neither. No, no, no. Yeah, I think that's the best thing I've ever done.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: It's, it's great. So when, unless I'm taking the time to go and see what's happening, it's not coming out to me. So yeah, I'm going have to do that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, to, to, to anyone listening, because I know most people don't do that. I, I would. I'd make that the first thing that you do is is turn those off and. So you have to be the one to go find it rather than it coming to you because the impact that has on your mental health is yeah. astonishing isn't it?
0: Yeah I think it, it, you're just bombarded with so much Whatever control you can have I think that's what that's part of the thing for me you know to control how much or how at least how I get it you know if I want to go and know what's happening then I go and do it rather
2: than Absolutely.
0: Completely inund- inund- I can't remember the word inundated
2: absolutely yeah, <laughs>
0: that's the word yeah completely so yeah that's that yeah
2: thank you so much uh take care and I, you know once this is over hopefully at the next project i'll uh, i get to shake you by the hand and, and that thank would
0: you. be great <laughs> thank you so much thank you have a nice day take care thank you again Bye. thank you <laughs>
2: Uh, Huge thanks as always. It's lovely to see I May Destroy You getting the love it now deserves across social media. Um, Huge thanks again uh, to Arushe for the chat. What an absolute ubermensch. And I hope she remembers us. (laughs) (laughs) She's uh, collecting that third Academy Award. Um, Thank you to you uh, as always for listening. Uh, I'm so grateful. If you want to drop me a line, podcast at balance.media. Uh, To work with Balance, drop the sales team a line, sales at balance.media. Thank you again. I hope you have uh, as good a week as possible. Take care and speak soon.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.